This is the Toddcast Podcast. I'm a guy named Todd. And I'm a guy named Aaron. Join in our conversation as we discuss anything and everything. Pointless debates, music, Star Wars, nerd culture, and so much more. There are no scripts, no show notes, commuters, sit back and enjoy the ride. The Toddcast Podcast starts now. Hello and welcome to the Toddcast. Got Eric with me this morning, and it is time for another pointless debate. Eric, how are you feeling this morning? Todd, I'm uh, about ready as ever to debate something I either love or hate, and you'll never know which <laughs> my true feelings are. But to get this party started, let's let's. Uh, I will. I, you know, maybe I'm a little cranky this morning, so let's go with uh, second or against. Okay, so here's, I guess, here's the thing before we get rolling and I crack into the envelope of doom. We are down to just four envelopes from the initial batch that uh, the executive producer put forward to us. So if anyone out there listening has any pointless debate topics, let us know. Hit us up on social, throw something at the website, etc. Eric, pick a number, one through four. Oh, uh, oh, we're now picking envelopes. All right, that's yeah. beautiful. All right, we'll just go with four. Four. All right, number four. And you're going against. I'm whatever going whatever is. number. Yeah, this the second option or, or the second. Okay, here we go. Envelope number four. Survey says <laughs> manual versus automatic. So I assume this is relating to uh, automobile transmissions is my assumption there. Would you agree? Yeah. So I'm, I'm basically the automatic. Yes. You're the automatic and I'm the manual. So good, good, good. Well, let's, let's start by discussing the differences between manual and automatic, Todd. I think that would be helpful for some of the younger generation. Um, I guess that's true. The the manual's uh, kind of not been as prevalent these days, so. No, well, when you said manual at first, I'm thinking like a book, uh, like a, you know, what's in the glove (laughs) department? Like, what are we talking about here? Um, Which was going to be a difficult argument in general. (laughs) (laughs) New pointless debate, basically. Should you put things together using directions or not? That is, uh, that is definitely a pointless debate that we can discuss in the future. But as of today, so the automatic is pretty much, I'm just going to start this, and yes, this will sound skewed because it is, um, is basically what everybody probably is driving now. If you're listening, more than likely when you go get a new car, it's the automatic. It, it's, it's the, you know, the, you know, the lever in which you hit it and park, you know, reverse, drive, neutral, maybe there's a one and a two. Not really sure what those are used for. I don't really use them. I'm guessing something to do with snow. But that's your automatic. Todd, you want to explain what a manual is? Sure. So a manual transmission, otherwise known as a stick shift, is it's kind of like exactly what it says. Instead of the, the transmission shifting gears automatically, you manually shift those gears. So you've got, uh, you know, that lever, you're actually putting it in first gear, second gear, third gear, so on, uh, or reverse where you have it not in any gear, which is neutral. Um, and it also introduces a fun new lever on the, the floorboard uh, right next to the, the brake called the clutch that you also have to work in order to uh, disengage some mechanical bit so that the gears will mesh together and then you let go of that thing so that they actually click together. I'm not, I'm not as well-versed of the actual mechanics of the thing, but uh, I, I do know 
you know what it is in general and i do know how to drive a stick shift eric do you know how to drive uh, a manual no see todd what happens is i don't like to waste my time okay so so i've learned long ago that if somebody makes uh, a process that makes life easier um you know adapt to the the upcoming technology and and make your life slightly easier you know over the years have decided that yes reading is fun but audiobooks make my life easier um making websites from scratch with code is fun but uh utilizing some type of framework makes my life easier and with that being said my life being easier there's less stress i should live longer i have more time to relax and do things like i enjoy like recording you know podcasts uh with my brother like you know so to me you know why utilize and and force yourself to do you know use outdated technology things that you know technology has advanced and in the future if our cars you know want to start driving themselves i'm all for it and i will be an early adopter uh to the technology that makes my life easier because you know at the at the end of the day you know if i'm sitting and i'm going somewhere and the car is driving myself i can definitely uh you know maybe i could record a podcast maybe i could read a book maybe i could listen to a book and that's that's my thought so coming down to an automatic i do not know how to drive a manual because i chose not to waste my time now let me throw that back at you you said you did drive a manual i do believe i know of some stories of your your manual driving um so why why do you prefer oh. driving the manual so so i guess let me let me let me take a step back and say you know there was a point where i absolutely agreed with you on the whole manual versus stick uh, you know stick shift versus uh, automatic in the you know we have the technology to where i don't have to do all this gear shifting why should i and you know when i learned how to drive a car it was an automatic for the first i don't know 10 years or so of me driving it was all automatic um and largely i had no interest in learning how to drive a stick for for many of the reasons you just cited um and really when i learned to drive a stick it was sort of against my will the company i worked for we had company trucks that were i, think, I want to say f-150s that were all stick shifts and we worked in pairs and my buddy kenny was my work partner there and he drove a stick he had a jeep that was a stick shift um and it worked out fine because he i didn't like driving just in general <laughs> um he was all for it so when we we'd go out to you know work he'd drive the truck i'd be the passenger mm -hmm. it, it worked out all well uh until one morning where they said well we need kenny to go to this job site here todd we need you to take your guys's truck and drive up you know from st pete florida to atlanta georgia and i said yeah but i don't know how to drive a stick and they're like no that sucks you best figure that out because you're expected to be there by you know noon or whatever um so kenny had tried to teach me how to drive a stick before and i was hesitant and just wasn't into it uh mm -hmm. so I, luckily i knew some of the basic principles um and yeah between saint pete and atlanta i kind of taught myself how to drive a stick much to the much to the pain of the uh transmission in said f-150 but having having gone through that and now knowing how to drive a stick uh you know it it literally doubled the amount of vehicles that i could drive <laughs> uh, okay like i said 
I could never borrow Kenny's Jeep because it was a stick shift. I couldn't drive the darn thing. Um, and now I could, um, you know, later in life, um, there were cars that were, you know, in the family that were stick shifts. And it's like, okay, cool. I can, I can do this now. And the main thing that sort of made me not want to drive a stick shift is, you know, it's not so much about the, the, the gear shifter and going, you know, first gear, second gear, whatever. It's that extra damn pedal and mm-hmm. that extra level of coordination. To, like, there's just one more thing going on that I was not keen on. Once you get the hang of it, it's not bad. You, you kind of go into, you know, sort of autopilot and you just know when to shift and how to coordinate your arms and feet to do the thing. It's not that bad once you once you get past it. Um, and like I said, there, the immediate advantage was you've expanded your range of vehicles that you have access to and can operate, which is a good thing. And there are, you know, practical, functional, good purposes for having a stick shift. I mean, I guess it depends on what kind of driving you do and where you live. But like you'd set up top, you know, you've got, you know, for an automatic, you've got, you know, park, reverse, park, reverse, neutral, drive, and then, you know, one and two, whatever those are for. Well, one and two is sort of kind of like having a, a manual transmission in your automatic. It's, it's shifting specifically into, you know, first and second gear. And that's mm-hmm. so you can get a little extra torque, a little extra traction. You mentioned, you know, probably for snow. And it is good for snow or hills, or if you're stuck in the mud, you can kick it down into that gear to get a little more traction or, or what have you. And driving a stick shift, you kind of have that, but in all of those gears. Like, it's 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 good to for those sorts of things. It's also good if you're, you know, into speed and efficiency and and. I, I believe if you really know what you're doing, you can sort of maximize your gas mileage by shifting at the right points in time. You can really take advantage of that stuff, which is handy. Yeah, I would, um, I would imagine that would be handy. I think, um, you know, anytime you can optimize, you know, I'm always going to be for that. That is, you know, comes down to efficiency, whether it be saving time, saving money, so forth. But I also do, you know, worry about the safety of others. And I, right. I believe, I believe honestly, that using a stick shift is uh, distracted driving. I think when it comes <laughs> down to it, adding another thing, you know, I think there's statistics out there that say, you know, just even drinking a cup of coffee while driving increases your chances of wrecking based off of, you know, reaction times and so forth. So I can only imagine now you have to think, you know, there, which pedal am I going to use? Even that s- split second reaction you know, or the possibility that you accidentally hit the wrong pedal as opposed to the brake. Um, that could, that could, you know, do some severe damage, not only to, uh, your car, you know, through a wreck, your life, um, somebody else's, you know, insurance rates in general, you know, you can, you can find those climbing just because there's more wrecks on the road. Um, just because, you know, the, the distracted driving nature of it all, you have to think a little bit more as opposed, um, to, to what you're hitting as opposed to reacting to what's on the road. So I think that is, that is something that you have to think about. You know, the fact is that. Yeah. See, I would disagree. I would almost go in the, in, go 180 from that. Well, that's good, because, God, because this because, is a debate. So that, that does well, work. <laughs> well, I mean, and, and for good, and for good, re- well, like you said, okay, it's one more thing that, you know, it's distracting you. I would, to me, operating the, the, the stick shift 
it's not like drinking a coffee or texting and driving or whatever because those things are, are secondary no, I didn't, to, like you're texting not texting and you're, driving is 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 a, a different different level todd i will tell you that well, i'm not fair. saying it's at okay. that same level of distracted right. driving it's about the same as drinking a coffee or eating a big mac well okay so but in any case eating the big mac or, or drinking the coffee like you're doing that while you're driving but it's not an inherent part of driving like that is a you're driving and eating or drinking you're doing an extra thing working the stick shift like that's part of the driving i would say that because you do need to pay attention to you know where your tachometer is you know how many rpms your engine's doing so you shift at the right time because you do have to you know keep a hand on the stick and and have your foot ready at the clutch you've got to be more engaged with the driving experience like that is inherently part of the driving experience and it keeps you from having your focus pulled away from that to the big mac or the billboard or the the coffee or whatever i i, I would argue because i i can tell you that the times that i've driven a stick shift uh especially if you don't do it very often you are very in, engaged with that activity and you're very much paying attention to driving and not some of these other things and i think even you know once i got in the hang of it and like i said you kind of go on autopilot you, you get a feel for it but you're still you've got to have you know both feet at the ready you've got both hands engaged one on the wheel one on the stick like you you're you're very aware of the driving and what you're doing it's 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 very hard to drink a coffee or eat a big mac in the stick shift because you 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 don't have a hand free like i mean i guess once you get on the highway and you kind of level out and you're hanging out in you know fourth or fifth gear or whatever it is your car has you can then take the sip of coffee but if you're downtown driving you're not eating or drinking while you're doing that you are you are very much all hands and feet on deck to make stuff happen yeah that that um that seems you know seems counterintuitive to me to, you know the fact is when you're going through driving school and they say 10 and 2 at this point in time what were you putting your hand is it is it just 10 you, you know so the fact is we're we're now breaking the standard that you know all driver's ed teachers are, are coaching upon two hands on the wheel and at this point in time you're always having a hand on the shift and and now just on the wheel ooh, seems seems like we're gonna have a lot of little fender benders just because we can't well, take still... that turn as as well as we want you still 10 and 2 it's just when you you occasionally take the two off the wheel to in you know to work the stick shift like yeah, you don't you don't you don't necessarily, when you're driving a stick you don't necessarily drive the whole time that's with the with the gear shift sitting there in your right hand i mean uh, that's you not can, what the movies but it's not what the movies say all right fast and furious there's always you know there's always the hand on the shift you always have to have that ready you never know when you're going to have to hit that nitro uh to, to, you know to pop into 300 miles per hour well, I think well, Eric, if you're using Fast and Furious as your template, I think you your concern for fender benders takes on a whole new light, and I think sure. maybe we've we've come to the root of your particular problem in that area. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, the one thing that you you know you it concerns me when you said, well, you don't have the other free hand to get a drink. So to me, long trips, um, you're gonna have a very hard time staying hydrated, which could cause problems in its own right. If you if you don't have enough fluids to drink. Uh, in the car so it's not necessarily good for the long the long roads you might be able to say hey i'm going to be efficient about this and and save money and time or, or so forth by you know shifting manually but 
you, you know, you're going to, you're not going to be, you're not going to be drinking. You're not going to be eating. You're, you're going to have to pull over, which in the long run is going to cost you more uh, in time, in terms of time. So I think there are definite, you know, problems to be seen for long, long trips here. Well, so that you're, you're overlooking three things when you say that. Uh, the first and most obvious to anyone who's actually driven a stick is for those long, long journeys. When you're, you're, if you're driving a stick shift down to, to Disney, like I said, once you're on the highway, you get, you get into, you know, fourth or fifth gear, like you stay in that gear until you need to slow down. So at that point, you've got a hand and a foot free and you can, you can keep yourself hydrated along your trip. Second, you're you're overlooking that, you know, odds are at some point you're gonna pull over anyway. You're gonna have to get gas. You're gonna have to use the restroom. You can you can drink there. No one said you have to be on a continuous feed of fluids the whole time you're driving. And the third one would be if you do feel the need for a continuous feed of beverages hands free, you just get one of those helmets where you put the can of soda on either side and there's a little little hose situation that goes down to your face and you can you can drink your whatever the whole time have both hand you know have one hand on the wheel one hand on the stick the whole the whole ride if you so felt like there are options here no one no one is going to dry out and desiccate on their their long trip to you know their pilgrimage to Disney you've got wow. options you're you're just you're just not taking advantage of those options Eric yeah, I mean, I appreciate your thoughts, but, you know, the helmet is just causing even more issues, in my opinion. I think that'll block your peripheral vision, uh, so I don't agree that the helmet is a good idea. Now, granted, well, it, a constant it, stream, uh, you're, you're going to have to get a modified driving helmet, in my opinion. Well, or you just get a camelback. The backpacks that have the bladders in there for the water you use while camping, that'll also work. You don't necessarily mm. have to wear it before you say something about wearing a backpack while you're driving. Yeah. You can yeah. sit it. You can sit it. You can strap it to the back of the chair. You can sit in the passenger seat. There's plenty of places you can put that and still have the tube handy for constant hydration. I mean, well, me that is your you. last ditch effort. Really, you should just be stopping and or, like I said, once you're on the road, you I mean most of your drive to Disney. How, how, how many hours does it take you to get from from Wheeling, West Virginia to, to Disney? Well, it's 14 and a half. Right. Minus, you know, yeah, that'd be straight. My, minus, minus, like if 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 we if we if it's a world where you had a gas tank and bladder capacity, fourteen and you a half, could just make it in fourteen yes. and a half hours. Yeah, is what I'm saying. You, you, you could, like the first what half hour of that is you navigating through, you know, the the surface streets to get to the highway sure. to head south. And probably like the last half hour is getting off the highway to surface streets to actually get to Walt mm-hmm. Disney World. The rest of that time, Eric, you are hanging out in like fifth gear and you can drink the whole way you're there. Like you don't necessarily need the helmet. Let me ask you this. How does it work? How do you, how's your manual work in, in terms of traffic jams? What do you got to do there? Is that a constant back and forth, constant back and forth? Oh, oh, it's a pain in the ass. If you're in a traffic oh, thank jam. thank you. It's a pain in the ass. Like I'm not. I'm, I mean, I'll debate you, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna flat out lie. Like it's a pain in the ass. Uh, and and God forbid you are in some sort of stop and go traffic on some sort of hill situation. Like it. I'm not gonna pretend that driving a manual is easy, and that there aren't times where it isn't a pain in the ass. I'm it's not. Like I'm not playing arguing. the drums. You. <laughs> kind, yeah. Like yeah. You've got to be on top of it. 
But all in all, once you have it done, there is advantage to knowing how to and having a manual. Is it the best thing for all situations? No. And that, that I, I wouldn't argue that, you know. But you definitely, yes, I and I understand your, your viewpoint there. Now, granted that, you know, several issues that I have would be the whole, you know, the traffic jamming, the constant maneuvering, you know, it all goes back to my, you know, premise of just easy. And there's no doubt that, you know, having more options at the, you know, the car, you know, the car dealership that you could buy or more options are all great, great, valuable thing. But at the end of the day, if we're talking the mass population, I think the majority of us can just be like, all right, yeah, there's these, you know, drive, park, neutral, reverse, pretty right. easy. There's a button here, pull back while you're driving. You don't really have to do anything. You just drive, keep it in drive. Just don't, don't hurry up and push it in reverse or anything like that. <laughs> you're okay. And I think yeah. for the most part, that works really, really, really good uh, for the majority of the population here. So I don't think I have to argue much more because at the end of the day, no. there's not much to argue for because easy is better. You know, the whole, I believe back in the day, the staples had an easy button. And I think that is oh, yeah. pretty much what the automatic is. It's you push in your little easy button and you pull it to where you need it to go and you're good to go. So, I, I mean, I don't need to argue much more because to be quite honest, it would just be redundant to say like, hey, let's take this thing that actually is an upgrade in your life. Um, and, and. <laughs> You know, and but but you can not do it. And, and it's just a matter of, you know, like it, it'd be the pointless debate of, you know, a Keurig versus a coffee pot, you know, or grinding the coffee beans. Yes. Like officially you can grind your own coffee beans and there might be small benefits of you doing that. But at the end of the day, it is pretty easy. Just the fact that somebody's already done that for you and they put it in a little cup. And all you have to do is put that little cup in there and, and press down and hit a button and then your coffee is made. Um, that is kind of my argument in there, knowing that, yes, you know, you could argue for either or, but in terms of ease of use, let's just say the automatic is the way to go. Well, that's fair. And, and my, my final commentary is that generally speaking, I, I, I agree. Um, it is easier. It is better for most people. It is, it is the route to go. I mean, my car right now is, is an automatic, uh, you know. But I just, I guess my argument is that there are instances where having a manual transmission is still useful and knowing how to use that is still useful. Um, and I guess, you know, there are certain things that, like your coffee example, you can go either way, but you can just buy ground coffee beans and call it good. Unless you've got a particular need or you're, you know, a very serious coffee person grinding your own beans you don't necessarily need to do that you know right. um and i th and i think that's an apt analogy with the car thing because like there's some you know if you're if you're a, a racer or a gearhead or something who's really into it sure get it get a manual that, that's great for you but a lot of people automatic will do get the job done um <clears throat> but i guess it's i think it's still important that there are stick shifts in the world and that people learn that skill and have that skill so that when the time comes they're able to do it it's like if all Correct. there ever was yeah. was pre-ground coffee and no one somehow if everyone somehow lost the ability and the knowledge to grind coffee beans if you ever find yourself in a situation where all you have access to are whole beans well congratulations you can't have coffee 
you know that that's that's my main argument for the manual transmission and well, so. knowledge is power we, we exactly give you that we do there understand that but at the end of the day no one needs to know how to do that because automatics well, exist so i mean knowing knowing is half the battle i'm told that yeah so, that absolutely got that all right well thank you eric excellent debate hopefully the uh the listeners enjoyed that and were yelling at their phones at us as we, sure. we often hope that they do during these pointless debates uh, again if anyone has any topics you'd like us to pointlessly debate shoot those our direction we'd love to to have you engage with that and until next time i hope you all have a good one thanks for listening to this episode of the toddcast podcast if you have comments questions or topic ideas you'd like us to chat about you can reach out on social search for toddcast podcast visit our website at toddcastpodcast.com with a single d in todd There you will find show notes, original articles, and a backlog of episodes. If you'd enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share with your like-minded friends. Perhaps you would consider subscribing, following, or marking this podcast as a favorite if you've not yet done so. And of course, reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts are appreciated. Thanks again for listening to the Toddcast. Good job, but (laughs) well, I'm glad glad it's one of those things to where the right one. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, if you had I wouldn't have not. Manual, you'd have been bullshitting I, in ways that probably I, wouldn't be even believable. Uh, yeah, I would have um, completely went to like straight bullshit mode. Like there wouldn't have been any <laughs> type of realistic, um, you know, because I, I don't my experience with a manual is your story that like that is that is the <laughs> most I know. So <laughs> that's the most I know about it. Um, and I'm like, I don't know how it works. You know, I would, I forgot all about the third pedal. (laughs) So I'm like,